honestly, I know that the media has painfully parted Sixers and Nuggets fans because of this imaginary, you know, Joel versus Jokic, who's the best big man in the league conversation. Whole nother episode. We can go on for, on for hours about that. But I just want to say shout out to the Denver Nuggets because they pulled a heist on the Orlando Magic. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Orlando Magic are in the process. Actually, they are in the process. They are they're, they're the fully new process. trusting the process. They're the new process. Sam Hinkie is somewhere, somewhere smiling. He's saying, I'm still here. That's his legacy. My impact is still here. I'm still, I'm still running the game. And I know there was some hesitation. I, you know, I even talked to one of my friends, very close friends. He's a Nuggets fan. Did not want to give up RJ Hampton. Screw RJ Hampton. I'm sorry. He was a, He's such a raw prospect. Where you are now. Jokic is 26. Aaron Gordon is 25. Jamal Murray is 24. MPJ, I believe, is either 21 22. or 22. This move not only made you better today. Not only made you one of those top three teams in the West, like solidified you as a top three team in the West. I mean, if we're talking talent and experience, you know, I'm, I'm putting you number two because you've already proved that you're better than Utah Jazz and you got better. The verdict is still out on the Suns. And on the Clippers, for that matter. And on the Clippers, for that matter. You go ahead and get this guy, Aaron Gordon, who is dynamic, exciting, fun to watch can space the floor, can dribble the ball, can bring the ball up. And I think one thing, one aspect of his game that is so underrated is his ability to facilitate. He, he, he can pass. That boy can pass. He can find the open man. And he can, he's proven that he can be a great cog in a system. He's only going to get better playing next to a guy like Nikola Jokic. Yeah. He's only going to benefit from becoming the, the number two option to a, to a guy like Vucevic to becoming the number four guy to Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. But what he also does is he doesn't accelerate your window. He doesn't make your window automatically win now. Shoot, if y'all keep everyone together, y'all still got another six, seven years yeah. to finally prove something, to, to win it. And the cool thing about his contract is he's got, he's got two years on his deal left. So if you want to get out of the Aaron Gordon business, if it doesn't work over the next couple of years, Jokic will only be 28, Murray will only be 26, mm-hmm. MPJ will only be 24. You know you're keeping those guys. You can get out of the Aaron Gordon business, no sweat, because he's on a good deal right now. I think what Aaron Gordon does, I don't think he's going to, you know, Denver's offense is already maybe the most potent in the league right now with Jokic facilitating things, with Jamal Murray being able to make complete circus shots and mpj being able to catch fire at any time Mm -hmm. and on top of that you got will barton who if he start if he hits his jump shot in any given day it's okay you're winning that game they don't need aaron gordon to drop 20 a night they don't even need him to drop 15 a night they need him to do what he does best and that's be electric and who is going to put him in the best position to be electric than nikola Jokic? Mm -hmm. maybe the Definitely the best passing big in the game. Maybe the best passer in the game, period, right now. And I think Aaron Gordon gives Denver that spark that 
Jamal Murray gives them when he's hitting crazy shots. Mm-hmm. But as we've seen this season, and a big reason why Denver is not that good in the standings right now, you cannot expect Jamal Murray to hit those shots in every single game. Aaron Gordon can dunk over anybody. Aaron Gordon has a great spin move. He has a great ability to just find the rim mm-hmm. at any given time. And I think that is the player that Denver needed. Jeremy Grant, losing Jeremy Grant hurt for them. He wasn't that guy for them, but defensively added so much for them that they had a gaping hole you know, at that size and at that position. I don't know if Aaron Gordon fills the exact hole that Jeremy Grant left, but he definitely adds something more that Jeremy Grant didn't have, and that's the ability to just get your teammates completely invested in the game, in a playoff situation. Imagine, like, that's an immediate timeout if Aaron Gordon throws one down and starts a run. I think that is what he brings to the team. Aaron Gordon can get you a bucket every now and then. You're not relying on him, you know, three, four trips down the floor in consecutive possessions. But if he's got a mismatch on you, he can size he can size anyone up. He, he, he can create his own offense. And also, this move makes you so much more, more versatile on both ends of the floor. Because Aaron Gordon, I'm not going to say he's locked down like he can guard one through five religiously or you want him to switch onto anyone but if he does switch onto someone he's he's not a liability he's, he's a very means. underrated defender very underrated defender and now on the other side of the floor you genuinely have four guys you can run the pick and roll with where anyone can be the pick can can set the pick and anyone can be the ball handler in that situation we see time and time again Jokic Jokic is getting picks for him from Jamal Murray Jamal Murray setting picks for Nikola Jokic, and we see it vice versa. We see Jamal Murray sometimes set a pick for for MPJ. We see MPJ set picks for Jokic for Jamal Murray. What's Aaron Gordon going to do now? He can set picks for any three of those guys. Any three of those guys can set picks for him. He, he, he just brings so much versatility to that team that they didn't even have before. Yep. And let's not even like let's not forget they they still have Will Barton too, uh, another great player, another another great defender too. This move. I, I can't harp it on enough. I don't, I don't think the NBA is going to actually appreciate it until we actually see them 15 to 20 games from now, once we see them start to gel. And I hope they do come playoff time because the West is going to be that much more exciting. And also, don't sleep on the addition of JaVale, JaVale McGee, where he became the shacking of fool MVP. He's back where he belongs. But you know what? He's actually respected now. He is, and he's, he's, actually a, he's, a, he's a great player. he's a great fill in for Jokic. Great backup center. Honestly. They didn't they didn't have a backup center for him, and I know Jokic right now isn't a, isn't is locked in so that he could play as much as he's asked to play. But especially in these big playoff games where Jokic, if I had to knock one part of his game, he can get banged around a little bit in the post. Javale McGee brings an energy defensively where you're not. You're not at a loss when you know Jokic is out, or if Jokic is in, because Jokic on offense can play the one. Mm-hmm. You can have Javale McGee in there, and it doesn't mess up the spacing. You really could, and honestly, you just have to look at what they lost versus what they gained. I mean, look look at all the things that they just gained that we just spoke about. All you lost was a protected first round pick in 2025, which. Who knows what's going to happen in 2025? Come on, let's be real. 
I mean, and that you know, and the Nuggets shoot, are gonna you be, might get you might get that pick back. Who knows? Five years from now, they're gonna be high flying in twenty twenty five. They don't need that first round pick. Don't need that. You lost. You lost Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> I mean, you lose R J Hampton. Who I mean, look. If we're talking about rawness and true raw potential, I mean, all right, go ahead, give it to him. Say he's one of the best young raw players in the league, but how many times does that not work out? And then you lose Gary Harris, the dude who's getting paid twenty million dollars to defend. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, like this this move, we're not going to see, and, and and a couple second round picks, I believe. Shout out to Denver. Shout out to the mid mid level market teams because. They just set the blueprint of how you go make a, a franchise-altering move without giving up anything. And they have to. Guys like Denver have to do that because as great as Jokic and Murray are, it's another one of those teams where you don't see guys like you know Kawhi or Giannis. Or when, when these guys hit free agency, they're not really considering Denver like that. Mm-hmm. So they have to go get it in the trade market. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron Gordon... Chicago Bulls. May I, not I have, Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Aaron Gordon may never have signed with Denver, you know, if, if he had the choice between Denver or the Lakers or, you know, even the Knicks, right? I don't know if he would have signed with Denver, but now they actually get the chance to run it with a guy who's not a star, but definitely way above average as a player and, Absolutely. and Absolutely. is one of the... One of the best fourth options you could ask for in the entire NBA. Mm-hmm. They might have the best fourth option in the league now. And let's not forget, you also kept that man, the slender man himself, Bull Bull. You kept him in the deal too. What, like, why are Nuggets fans like, like not rejoicing right now? Like this is this is a win-win by all aspects. Yeah, I think with some of these mid-market teams, they get so close to like. The players that they draft because they know that a lot of these players stay with the team so a guy like rj hampton like i'm sure when they drafted him they were like oh he's gonna keep getting better he's gonna get and, and something that denver does really well is they develop their players so well so i'm Absolutely. sure if rj hampton stayed there he would have been developed into a really solid player i just don't know if you can wait on that no you know that when when the west is kind of up for grabs right now and we'll get to the Seriously. Lakers in a second they're Seriously. kind of the root of that but but the West is completely up for grabs Jokic is going to be an MVP this year potentially if it's not Giannis it's Jokic and I I just I just think that they're ready to make the finals they really are mm-hmm. they made it to the conference finals last year I don't know if they'll make the finals this year because it's such a toss-up in that conference but yeah, they're ready we'll to get there we'll see how how ron and ad are, are faring with their injuries but i mean look as a betting man i'm sorry there's no other team in the west that i would bet money on outside of the the lakers and the nuggets there there's no other team they're, they're they're top two i i think i think at this point as long as they keep ascending in the conference this year for the rest of the season and they look they keep looking as good as they do they need to be the favorites to make the conference finals. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Um, I mean, I think there's there's no other perfect segue to... What's, what's, what's going on in La La Land? I mean, look, y'all, y'all know my opinion on Brown. That's my GOAT. That's, that's my, my MVP. That's my GOAT, too. My MVP year in and year out. Look, hey, I'm not alone. They're, they're in deep trouble. They're in deep, deep trouble. I'm sorry. 
how Kuzma is not going to lead you. He's, 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 I mean, look, he stepped up. He stepped up a little bit, you know, since, since Braun and AD went out. But are, are, are we really going to trust Kyle Kuzma, Taylor Horton Tucker, Montrez Harrell, and Dennis Schroeder to keep you, keep you afloat? Because Braun is going to be out. They, they said it four to six from when he originally got hurt. So now we're looking at three to five. And why would you rush him back? Like, he, he, why would you rush, rush, rush this man back? AD with that calf strain, that is an injury you do not rush back. That, that, that is one. He's that, going to be out for another month at least. And when he comes back, he's not going to play back-to-backs. And now you also have to take into account their conditioning. Will they be in 100% tip-top shape come playoff time? And when you think about that roster, too, take away Ron and AD, that's a lottery team. I'm sorry. That is a bottom 10 of the, bottom 10 of the league. You're looking at a top 10 pick. Listen, they without, might without those two. They might lose almost every single one of their games between now and when LeBron and AD come back or when one of them comes back. And by that time, we've just spoken about almost every Western Conference content like team in that tier 2 zone mm-hmm. that are ascending into that tier 1 zone. They're going to get leapfrogged potentially by Portland, by Denver, by the Mavs. Mm-hmm. The list goes on. Until you hit maybe the Spurs, and then you're looking at the playing game, and you're putting more games under LeBron's legs that are already in jeopardy because of this injury, and AD's legs that are already in jeopardy because of these, uh, uh, because of this injury, and it's it is I'm never gonna bet against LeBron in the playoffs ever. I've learned not to do that, but. A lot of these teams are super duper legit now, mm-hmm. and the Lakers are about to go on a crazy losing streak. And do you really, really want to face, you know, Denver on the road, or do you want to face even Phoenix on the road, or do you want to face Portland on the road? Portland is one of the toughest places to play. I know there's Absolutely. no fans, but you still got to go guess, there. It's so loud. They're so passionate about their team. Dame Dalla at home. You want to? You don't want to see him. You don't want. You don't want to see CJ on a good night at, when, when they're when they're in Portland. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding for them. I I still think as if LeBron and AD come to the playoffs healthy, they're my favorite to get through the West. Mm-hmm. It's not. I think going into the season, especially after they picked up Schroeder. And seeing Schroeder play on that team, West Matthews too. Yeah. I was I was definitely feeling like the Lakers going to cakewalk to the to the finals again. Marcus this Sol. is not this is not Marcus the case. Marcus is like a shell of he's himself. Not, he's not he's not he's not looking like how he should. So I think the Lakers. The real question is, do they regret not doing the trade for Kyle Lowry? Was it Taylor Horton Tucker that important that Kyle Lowry wasn't the move? I hope Taylor Horton Tucker becomes an all-star because this is <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is this is this is this is piss poor management by the by the Lakers. And before I even get too far in deep with the Kyle Lowry talk, I just want to say the biggest losers of the Braun and AD injury, perhaps the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns, because look the the Lakers as we as we're recording this right now the Lakers are only three and a half games out of the seventh spot in the West with a month maybe a month to go until you get Bron and AD back I, I I wouldn't bet money that they that they stay in the top six 
I, I would bet on the Mavericks leapfrogging them. I mean, hey, the Mavs got JJ Redick. They 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 about to ball out. Yeah. <laughs> but th- those two, honestly, I if I'm them, I'm 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 pissed off right now. I'm I'm thinking, you know what? This is finally our year. We're gonna get home court advantage. Uh, we're 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 finally gonna maybe make it out the first, maybe make a run in the second, maybe make it to the conference finals. I know the Jazz have been a popular pick in the conference finals because. Everyone was betting on them being the number one, the Lakers being the number two, and you don't, you don't have to play them until the Eastern Conference. I'm sorry, until the Western Conference Finals. But shoot, there's there's a chance that the Lakers fall to eight. Yeah, they're only and, four and a half games out of eight, eight out of the eight spot. And how tragic would that be for the Jazz? Because now they've worked. You look at the perception between the Jazz and the Suns are so different. Even though one's one, the other one's two, because the Jazz have been are number one, and they've been winning in the fashion that they have been killing teams by 30 mm-hmm. 25 on a nightly basis mm-hmm. easily the best team in the league in the regular season this year absolutely. rightfully so absolutely the expectations on their shoulders and i mean i'm sure if you ask rudy gobert if you ask donovan mitchell they'll also say it's conference fi- well for them it's championship or bust but realistically it's conference finals or bust for them absolutely and if they run into they can't they can't get eliminated in the second round this year they well, the first not you know because if they if they run into you know i'm sure they can handle any first first round series if it's not the lakers but if they run into the lakers in the first round they're not going to win that series. Absolutely, I don't not. think. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think a betting man out there <laughs> would take the number one seed Jazz over the number eight seed. Would Would Lakers. it be the first time that an eight seed is favored by Vegas over the one seed? Probably, and I think no one would argue with them being favorites, which is the sad part about it. And the same goes for the Suns too. Even though the expectations are lower, I think within the Suns organizations and Suns fans, they really want to see themselves in the conference finals. Chris Paul. You know, whenever he's in the playoffs, he's a threat to make it to the conference finals. And the mm-hmm. way he's playing, Tried they should they should have that. a chance to get there. But if the Lakers fall to seven and they have to play the Suns, sorry, LeBron's going to get you get his best friend out of there. Mm-hmm. And I just want to take a look at the the Lakers schedule coming up because it's not easy. It's not easy for them. They still have they still have games against the Bucks. They still have the Clippers to play. They have revamped Miami Heat. Then they got the Brooklyn Nets a couple nights later. Still got the Celtics. Have to play the Jazz twice. The Mavs twice. And that's all in the next month. Possibly without. So that's L, 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 L. I'm seeing a whole lot of L's. Boston, too. they're, They're entering their toughest stretch of the year with a G League team. I think that's, that's that's all that needs to be said because they should have pulled the trigger on Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry, he's 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 interesting because I never thought going into this year Kyle Lowry would be the most coveted piece on the trade deadline market. Uh, that, that's <laughs> uh, I, uh, no betting man out there could have, could have foreseen this coming. What Kyle Lowry would have done for the Lakers, he would have helped keep them afloat. I think he would have kept them in that top six. They would have won some of those games. Definitely would have won some of those games. I mean, are, are you are you upset that he's still a Raptor right now as a basketball fan? 
Not really, because if I was a Lakers fan, and I know a bunch of my Laker friends did not want to give up the package that the Lakers were going to give up for Kyle Lowry. Idiots. But if I was a Lakers fan, personally, I would be upset because I think beyond keeping them afloat in the regular season, a Kyle Lowry, LeBron, AD combo, that'll that'll get you to the finals. And that and there's a good chance you beat Brooklyn with that because of what Kyle Lowry can do as a facilitator and take that weight off of LeBron's shoulders. I think as a basketball fan, if I think about the other places he could have gone, which was Philly or Miami, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have wanted to see Philly gut their team to go all in on Kyle Lowry this year. After they worked so hard to finally get some depth, that, that was you know, much needed. Ty Bull, Tyrese Maxey, those first-round picks, too. And like two you guys pick, first. You guys first. pick really well now. So I, I'm honestly happy that Philly took the George Hill uh, trade and did get better with that accepted okay here's th- we are going to see if Embiid can take down and Ben can take down Milwaukee and Brooklyn in the playoffs and I think you guys have a decent shot at it I don't think mm-hmm. you'd be favored against Brooklyn but sure. I think you guys have a decent shot at it mm-hmm. I don't I, th- I don't think Kyle Lowry puts you over the edge in that situation because you guys would have had to gut so much to get him and if it doesn't work now you're looking at paying Kyle Lowry 25 mil because you just let Tyrese Maxey and Tybull go for him, you have to and you're him. obliged to keep him at that point. And then you have nothing left. So I think Philly, that was one option to me. I'm happy they stood pat. Miami, we already talked about it. The moves that they made instead of Kyle Lowry put them in a better position than having Kyle Lowry and having to give up that much for him. Mm-hmm. I think the I think if I'm a Raptors fan, I'm mad too because you know Kyle Lowry's going and your team was asking for so much for him that I feel like you kind of burned your chance to get some get some return on him. And you look at Ibaka, Gasol, Kawhi. These are all guys that left for free. You didn't get anything for them. So you do have your championship from a couple years ago, and I know Raptors fans are going to be proud of that for a long, long time, but every major piece on that championship team is going to go for nothing now. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I, it'll be interesting. I, I think Lowry is going to demand $25 million a year next year. I don't know what contender is going to pay him that. There will probably be somebody, but he might have a tough time at that asking price finding a team where he can actually contend for a championship mm-hmm. at 35 years old. And clearly the Toronto Raptors are looking towards the future right now. I mean, after trading away Norman Powell, I mean, it was it was it was pretty much clear that that this team is just it's not it. You don't trade away a piece like that and get the return of, you know, a Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. If 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 you think that you know you are going to make a push in the playoffs, if you think that you can, you know, win a series or two, or even you know contend, because I'm sorry, coming into this year, that was the expectation. The expectation was to be another one of those teams in the East. I mean, you you almost made it there last year. You you, you were you were the Miami Heat away, honestly, from probably making it back to the finals. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, look, you love to see, you want to see as a Raptors fan, the greatest Raptor of all time. You can confidently say that now. You want to see him finish his career, or not finish his career, but you want to see him finish the season. You want to see him go out on a trade like that. But 
like you said, you have to get something for him. Yeah. You don't want to lose him for nothing. And unfortunately, I mean, unless they unless they do a sign and trade this this coming off season, you're gonna lose him for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see. I, I I really think Kyle Lowry would have fit really well with the Lakers, and ultimately, I think part of the greatness that was this t- this trade deadline was just that constant qu- and what had us hanging on till three o'clock, like five, four, three, two, one is. Where is Kyle Lowry gonna go? Where is he and going? he stayed. And and honestly, I think it's for the better for two teams and for the other team that was in the running. I I think they 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 may regret not making that deal because with LeBron, you know, as we've seen with this injury and the groin injury, he's he's human. Mm-hmm. You know, he he, someone who's thirty six that plays at that level with that intensity, they could get hurt at any time. And with AD, you're looking at maybe the most brittle superstar in the league. So having somebody who Kyle doesn't really get hurt, he plays every single game, he plays it with the intensity of a playoff game, that was necessary for them, in my opinion. And I just hope that the Lakers do not end up regretting that because I would love to see LeBron win another ring. Mm -hmm. But with everybody around them getting better, adding pieces that... Even the Clippers adding Rondo, which we didn't talk about, I just I just think the Lakers standing pat in that situation was gambling on LeBron and AD being fully healthy from two injuries that are kind of serious. They're hard to come back from a hundred percent in the same right season right away. Yeah. Yes, especially right away. High ankle sprains. I mean, we saw what it did to Saquon. I know it's a completely different sport. But I mean, we, we, we see what it, what high ankle sprains do that to explosive athletes. We see what it does. I mean, LeBron's a freak. He he doesn't need his athleticism to, to alter a game to still be the best player in the world. Does not need that. But I mean, if you if you're gonna go against all these teams that got better, the Denver Nuggets who got better, the the Portland Trailblazers who got better. I mean, you still have to face Kawhi and Paul George at the end of the day. I mean, all of these teams. You need them at 100%. You do not want them nursing injuries. You do not want them uh, only 80% in shape. You don't want them because they, they have to carry this team. We, I mean, we've seen the last couple of nights. They have to carry this team. They're only going to go as far as those two players take them. Yep.